This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 101, The Secret is Out. This, of course, is your host, Shiloh. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, some random craft-related projects. I'm all spun up that The Secret is Out about the Super Duper Top Secret Project. And before the episode is over, I will announce the winner of the 100th episode drawing that I hosted. So let's kick this episode off with some updates. So a lot has happened since last time I recorded. To start with, the weather is changing. We've let go of summer and fall has officially started. The weather has started to cool off and here actually the weather has been totally crazy. So we'll dip down to days where the high is 50 and the overnight low is in the 40s. But then a couple days later, we have highs in the 80s and it's bright and sunny again. I'm just waiting to see what happens. A couple nights ago, I was positive that it was going to snow. Had it been about five degrees cooler, we definitely would have had some snow. But fortunately, that did not happen. It stayed in the 40s, and that made me happy. But, like, the moisture in the air, the cloud cover, everything else was definitely saying, hey, you're about to get some snow. So I have a feeling that is right around the corner. Some people get upset when the weather gets gross and snow starts to fall out of the sky but not me because like many of you i'm sure we have a lot of indoor activities that we like to participate in and that just really means that you know more opportunities to knit and spin and sew and do all the wonderful stuff in our homes honestly without a doubt my favorite place in the world is in my house with the people i love the most and all of my stuff that i like to use and play with all the time so I do not get the blues in the winter. Definitely not. There's a lot of snuggling and cuddling and crafting and wonderful things that go on in that time of year, and that makes me happy. Okay, so besides the weather turning, a lot else has happened. One, since I released the last episode, I got a formal job offer, and I accepted a position in operations support for a local university's admissions office. And Operations support, like back office stuff, doing logistics and ordering and that kind of thing and supervising the people that take care of all of this stuff. That's kind of, it's kind of right up my alley and I'm looking forward to the position. I don't have a solid start date yet. I still have some, you know, pre-onboarding stuff I need to get taken care of before I have a solid start date. But I'm hoping that that comes, like I don't think the start date will happen in the next couple weeks, but I should have a start date locked in in the next couple weeks, which is cool. Because I've, I've officially been unemployed and on sabbatical, if you will, for a year. And I've really, really enjoyed that time. So it's going to be a pretty major change once I actually go back to an office environment. So we'll have to see how that goes. I'll probably, more than anything, just be really tired. <laughs> Does that make sense? Because the lifestyle I lead right now is very relaxing. You know, I work out on my own pace. I do chores around the house, take care of my family do my own thing, take breaks to knit and spin and craft and do all those things, catch up on my favorite shows when the people that don't like my shows aren't around, like my husband, that kind of thing. So I've really enjoyed this time in my life 
but in the next month or so that will come to an end i will go back to the world of the working and we'll have to see how that transition happens in the meantime while i wait for a start date i realize that i have a lot of stuff to get accomplished inside my house and i actually have like a pretty solid deadline like approaching once i get that start date there are things in this house that if i don't get them done before i start working they won't ever get done does that make sense we haven't lived in this house very long only a few months probably six months but we focused on getting all the like living necessity stuff set up the kitchen the living room the bedrooms the bathrooms all of those things that we need for comfortable everyday living are ready to go they are the way we want them and you know everything's set up and they're functional and we can manage our daily lives inside this house however there are other rooms that really like stuff still in boxes it's not organized i haven't sorted through everything so the craft room isn't done the little office we have downstairs isn't done we have a second living room downstairs that's not ready to go and two guest rooms and a storage area that we need to get organized so we can actually effectively and efficiently find things once they are put away so those are all things on my master checklist that i need to get done i also have some other like crafty or construction-y kind of projects that i have on that list that i need to get taken care of before i start work so we'll see how that goes well it looks like that's all i've got this time around in updates so i guess it's time to get this podcast started In this episode, I am all spun up about the release of the Super Duper Top Seeker project. Here is how all that went down. I wrote and edited my pattern, did samples, did test nets, and we talked about all of that in the last episode. So I prepared the pattern for publication and I submitted it to Nitty. Yay! The deadline for the December issue of Nitty was September 15th. Within a week, actually one week later, I got a personal email from Jillian Marino thanking me for my time and saying that there is no no room for my pattern in Nitty Spin this time around. Fine. Awesome. So what I did was I took a day and a half to revise the formatting of that pattern for self-publication. And on Sunday, September 23rd, I released the pattern on Ravelry. And that makes me happy. So the pattern is, it's a cowl. I made a cowl and I love it. I accidentally created a stitch pattern, which is pretty cool because I was super surprised. And I just started out by swatching. I saw some stitch patterns in, you know, one of my stitch pattern dictionaries and in editing and goofing around and revising stitch patterns that I liked, I ended up creating a stitch pattern that runs across two rows and three stitches and It's pretty cool. I thought it was inherently easy, but I was really wrong. It took a little bit of extra defining inside the pattern to make it easy enough for anybody to understand. Like it came really simply to me, but I designed it like it was my accident. So I got all of those bugs worked out with the help of my knit group and I published the pattern. The pattern is entitled Aunt Maggie. I named it in honor of Maggie Casey because one of the top things she recommends for spinners is that they knit with their hand spun. And I had had a lot of hand spun in my stash, but most, I think I've only knit with my own hand spun before this, like twice. 
So I wanted to design a small pattern that was able to be worked in a variety of different yarn weights to encourage spinners to dig deep into their stash and knit with their hand spun. So I actually knit my samples in some of my earliest, earliest hand spun and my most recent, that alpaca I finished. And it's such a huge difference, but like, okay, so I had this red yarn that I spun. I spun it pretty well. Um, it was just a superwash merino dyed red that I got from Diabolical Fibers on Etsy. And in spinning it, what I actually ended up doing was overplying it. So the yarn itself was super ropey, but I didn't actually realize that <laughs> until I was knitting with it. And that's certain, that's I, not really something I do anymore, but at the time, you know, I was learning, right? But that super ropey yarn really makes the stitch definition of that cow pattern stand out. So the, pa the pattern is called Aunt Maggie. You can find links to it in my Instagram or on my Ravelry page or in the Spin Control Podcast Ravelry group. And I will make sure that I link to the pattern page inside the show notes of this episode. So that, my friends, is the Super Duper Top Seeker Project. I designed an interesting cowl that is simple, but has a stitch pattern with a little bit of a twist to give it some interest, to make it a fun knit. And I've also done the math so that you can work the pattern in bulky, worsted, sport or DKY yarn. So I already did all that. So, because I mean, really, until you test your wraps per inch, <laughs> you have no idea what you're going to end up with, especially in some of that early, early hand spun. Some that I thought was bulky ended up when I did tested my wraps per inch and did a swatch actually ended up being worsted. So that was pretty cool. And that earliest, earliest hand spun that I never actually put into my yarn stash was so super bulky. It was like a true beginner hand spun yarn. It's two ply, it's underspun in spots and overspun in spots. And then it's also underplied in spots and overplied in spots. You know, that whole try and get your hands to communicate with your feet and communicate with the yarn and the wheel in front of you all at the same time. It's like a true, true beginner yarn. And I really, really enjoyed knitting with that early hand spun and like having, being able to compare the final product of all those different kinds of hand spun. It made me very happy. That is the Super Duper Top Secret Project. And I really appreciate everyone's support and, you know, encouragement through the whole process. I designed and released my first pattern. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. Sometimes in episodes like this one, I almost feel like I haven't gotten enough accomplished to even record or talk about it. But I really have done a lot. It's just not a whole ton to talk about. All right, so where to start? In knitting. I haven't accomplished anything. I haven't started anything. I haven't finished anything. But what I have done is a whole ton of swatching. For some reason, I happen to be totally in love with garter stitch right now. And when I get one of these things in my head, I need to get it out before I can kind of move on to anything else. So I've been swatching for a garter stitch shawl of my own creation. I was kind of inspired, like I was looking through some of my finished objects 
and I found my hitchhiker shawl that I did a bajillion years ago. And that's a pattern published by, I'm sure you've all heard of it, Martina Bem. And she published that in 2010. And I knit one out of handspun. And I absolutely, totally, 100% loved making it. And I love wearing it. And then recently, well, when I was in um, Salida for their fiber festival at Six and Seven Fibers booth, I actually saw for the first time, she had a sample knit up from one of her kits of the Scrappy Bias shawl. And that is just a straight garter stitch shawl knit on the bias. And that one is by Emily Clausen, and she published that in late 2017. And so I kind of got this whole garter stitch thing in my head. And I started messing around with some yarn that I had in my scrap bin, and I may have designed a garter stitch shawl. <clears throat> okay, I designed a garter stitch shawl. I'm doing an initial write-up because I was working on it at Knit Group this past Saturday, and it has met initial Knit Girl approval, and they were disappointed in me that I didn't already have um, something written up for them to dry. So I'll get that done here in the next couple days and send that off to my knit girls so they can tell me it's horrible or wonderful or what. So I'm actually thinking of two different weights of yarn for that one. I really, really, really like what I'm working on now. And that's in Misty Mountain Farms Primal Paca DK weight. And it's very delicate and lovely. And the knit is fantastic. And the alpaca just feels wonderful on my hands. And the overall shawl is very, it's kind of delicate and um, a little lassy in the DK weight alpaca. And I really, really am enjoying that. But then when I was doing my initial swatches, I was knitting it in a worsted weight on size seven needles. And the density of the fabric made me pretty, pretty happy. So I'm thinking I'm also going to make it in a worsted that's more of like that whole big bulky super warm and squishy like a blanket shawl. So that is coming along and I thoroughly am enjoying the whole process of swatching, getting things written out, you know, deciding on which increases and decreases give the effect that I want and that kind of thing. So that's really been an interesting process. I'm thoroughly enjoying that. What else? Okay, so not the whole two weeks, but in spinning for the past week and a half, maybe week and two days, I have actually managed to spin at least 15 minutes a day. So I sit down for my 15 minutes and I don't necessarily, well, sometimes I do set a timer to make sure I get at least 15 minutes in. You know, I just talk to Siri on my watch and say, hey, set me a timer. And, but most of the time I'm getting like 30 to 45 minutes of spinning in. So that's making me happy. Almost finished with that bump. Should be done and plied by the time I record again. The next episode, that'll be pretty cool. Okay, in traditional, regular knitting, spinning, sewing crafts, that's all I've got. But I have gotten some craft-related projects done that have been hanging around for a while. So we knew when we moved into this house, we noticed that the previous owners had knocked down, don't know why, a beautiful little aspen tree. And it's kind of sat in my yard this whole time, for like the last six months. What I would like to do is make a frame out of aspen slices for a mirror to hang over my mantle and my fireplace. I think that would be very, very neat. And... I would also like to sand the slices and seal them and make coasters out of them because that's pretty cool. I have a little aspen grow coming up in my yard and that I also find pleasing. I wish they would grow faster. They say aspen trees are like weeds and I should be able to just 
let that whole area go and it'll be filled with aspens, you know, before too long. Because that's like the only side of my property where I could actually see my neighbor's house. So it'll be cool to have a few more aspens in there so I don't have to see their house at all. I like the privacy of where we live and that's awesome. So this weekend, my husband and I managed to get all the branches trimmed off and slice more than half of the aspen until really the diameter of the tree got too small to slice into useful pieces. So I may do something. I have about three feet of tree left. The diameter is too small to slice and use the way I was intending, but I may be able to find something else to do with it. So we'll see. But we got those sliced and that's cool. And I will keep you posted on how that project works out. I need to find a circular mirror that's about 12 inches wide, but I'm having no luck. Like just a plain mirror with nothing else on it. And like every place I've looked, they're super expensive because they already have these like decorative frames on them. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. All I want is the mirror, just the mirror. So I should probably use my Google Foo to search for like what I'm actually looking for. And that's probably going to be the best way to go about it. I just haven't given up shopping in person yet. Does that make sense? In addition to that, I made a skirting table. About three years ago, we rescued a closet door, like a shaker door that had slats in it from this pile. Like someone had cleaned, like purchased a house, cleaned out an old shed and found a handful of these unfinished closet doors. They're accordion doors. So they, you know, they fold in the middle and like the slats had been partially broken out of it. I broke all the rest of the slats out of it and had this door frame, like this two piece door frame with a hinge in the middle. It's about six feet tall, maybe three feet wide, maybe two and a half feet wide. And it folds in the middle. And I, so what I did was where the slats had once been, I put in a half inch mesh welded wire, like fencing that you would see, you know, in a chicken run or something like that. I bought it at Walmart. It was, I think $11 for the amount that I needed. And I totally attached all of that to the inside. And because the door is a folding door, I also put on a handle and a latch. So when it is folded in half and latched, you can carry it. So it's portable. It's totally flat. It doesn't have legs or anything like that on it, but I can set it up on sawhorses and it is going to make like the perfect fleece skirting table or fleece drawing table. So I'm pretty happy about that because one of the things on that master checklist is I need to wash some fleece before I run out of time to do it because it's kind of like a process you can do throughout the day and I need to get that done because if I don't it's going to be like forever and a day before I can get back to it. So now I have all the equipment I need to get that done in a more like efficient manner than just you know faking it around the house. So the drying table is going to come out essential. Skirting not as big a deal but drying having that mesh table is going to be pretty awesome and that'll work out very very nicely. So as you can see I haven't done a whole lot, but I haven't been doing nothing. So I've got some craft related stuff done. I'm swatching and on to my next pattern design. And that's what I've got going on in spinning my wheels. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. But before I cut and run, I want to take the time to announce the winner of the All Spun Up 100th episode drawing. So before I started recording, I used a random number generator online to draw a number from the number of entries that we had for the contest. And the number that was drawn was number 26. So the winner of the drawing who will receive a handmade bag, a handmade project bag, and a skein of yarn from six and seven fiber 
is Knit Jen, Genevieve, who is from Austin, Texas. Congratulations. I will be in contact with you and get all of your information so I can get that stuff sent out to you as soon as possible. And you will get your choice of the bags. Sound good? Okay. Thank you all for everyone who took the time to go over to the thread in the Spin Control Podcast fan group on Ravelry and share with us what's got you all spun up. I really appreciate it. And I also want to take this time to send a special shout out and thank you to Allison from Hollywood Knitter, a podcast that I love and enjoy, who gave me a shout out on her podcast so that more of my former listeners can find me again. Thank you, Allison. I really appreciate it. If you have the opportunity, you guys should go over there and give Allison a listen. If you don't already listen to her, I really enjoy hearing all about her time in Southern California and all of her travels because she's more worldly than I am and gets to go to a lot of events and do a lot of really cool stuff. And sometimes I'm envious, but I really like listening to what she's got going on in her life. So give her a listen if you don't already. All right. This week, the song leading us out is the song Fans by Kings of Leon. For all of you, my fans, I really appreciate that you take the time to listen to me and share in what I've got going on in my life. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at ajoyfulgirlknits at gmail.com, catch me on Ravelry as a joyful girl, and follow me on Instagram as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. Can't believe